You're listening to the Personal Development Through Martial Arts podcast, the podcast where the world's highest personal development experts and martial arts masters come together to empower and inspire you to become your strongest self and live the life that you truly want. Join host Bogdan Rosho, author, public speaker, and the founder of the first personal development through martial arts school in the world, in the podcast where you become the hero. Evan believes in entrepreneurs. At 19, he built then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist helping raise $500,000 to $15 million. He now runs the biggest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with 1 million plus subscribers. He breathes and bleeds entrepreneurship. Please help me welcome Evan Carmichael. Uh, we're here with Evan Carmichael. Evan, for the very few people who don't know of you and uh, don't know your uh, YouTube channel, tell us a bit about yourself. How did you actually start out as an entrepreneur? I think I had a lot of entrepreneurial tendencies growing up. Uh, my, first, my first 10 cents that I earned was when I was five years old and I drew a picture with my three-year-old sister and we sold it to my next door neighbor uh, and did a bunch of you know, lemonade stands and baseball cards and garage sales and all that kind of stuff growing up. But I still thought I wanted to be a banker. Like my high school yearbook, uh, it says at the end, like, where, what are you going to be in 10 years? It said VP at a bank for me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was entrepreneurship wasn't at the tip of culture at that time. It wasn't right. something that I'm, I'm, what year is it? I am, I'm 38 right now. Right. So that's 20 years ago. You know, it wasn't the thing that everybody wanted to be. And I didn't have anyone in my family who was an entrepreneur. So I just thought, go, go get a job, go be a banker. Um, in university, I connected with two entrepreneurs who had started a company. And mm-hmm. this was the most difficult decision I ever had to make in my life between being uh getting the job opportunity with one of the companies that i always wanted to work with a bank and getting paid you know really nicely or going to be an entrepreneur and making 300 dollars a month mm-hmm. and i chose to do the entrepreneurial path and i became an owner in this business uh, because i didn't want to live with regret i didn't know if it would work out but i didn't want to be 60 70 80 years old looking back and say i wish like what would have happened if i just said yes to being an entrepreneur uh, so I, I stumbled into it and I'm super grateful that I, that I have because a, a lot of my friends who I went to university with are now coming back to saying, hey, I hate my job. How do I be an entrepreneur? <laughs> uh, so that, that's what started my path. And then I struggled so much with being an entrepreneur that I believe your purpose comes from your pain. And so because I struggled so much, I want to give back. And, and why I do what I do is because I don't want anybody to suffer the same way that I suffered in building my business. I feel you and I, and I sense that every single time you, uh, you go live on Instagram and every single time you, you build a video, I, you, you really come across um, caring, caring, really, really caring. Um, let me ask you, what was the appeal for you to becoming a banker and what was the appeal to becoming an entrepreneur? Because they're, they're kind of very, very different in essence. Uh, banker, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to lie on the couch with you know, therapists and maybe figure that out. Uh, or maybe you'll pull it out of me on this session. I've never been asked that. So it's interesting. Um, 
I was always interested in money. I remember wanting to enter, you know, fake stock market competitions when I was in, in school. Mm -hmm. uh, when I played Monopoly, I would always be the banker. Right. I don't know what initially sparked it, but the idea of making money was always something that was appealing to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why I put banker. Like when, when, when I had to you know, buy stocks, my parents said buy a bank because they're safe. At least in Canada, banks are pretty safe. In the US, I'm not so sure. Mm. Uh, and so I don't know, it just appealed to me, but, but it wasn't really a smart decision. I never really spent a lot of time thinking about it or, or had exposure to a lot of things. Um, so there wasn't a lot of strategy behind mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm, like money. Mm -hmm. And I thought bankers made money. So yeah. here's my chance yeah. to make money. Uh, entrepreneurship, I think, was more in me and I loved it more, but I didn't see it as a path. Mm -hmm. And my parents always supported me in everything I did. Uh, for for the video people watching, I've got a picture of them on my wall. This giant, I don't know. Uh, is that you in the background right there? Yeah. So like, for the for the I know it's a podcast. So for the audio people, I've, I have five pictures on the wall that hang. They're about three feet by two feet on the wall behind me, and they're all people that that kind of inspire me, remind me every day when I walk into my office. Yeah. Uh, check, want, check out the video interview on uh, YouTube. There's a small there you go. plug. Go to Bogdan's YouTube channel. But in the middle is, is uh, me when I'm eight or nine years old and my parents behind me. Mm -hmm. And they always taught me to believe in myself. Uh, and so that's a constant reminder when I walk into my office every day. Um, it may not, it, well, it doesn't mean anything to anybody else watching, but to me, it means something where the other people are like Steve Jobs and some other people that you may recognize or not. Um, so they always, they always believed in me and encouraged my habits in whatever I was interested in, but they, they just, they weren't entrepreneurs themselves. And so that was never on their radar of what I might be doing. Mm -hmm. So I thought I wanted to be a banker. I wanted to make money. And when I, when I discovered the entrepreneurial path, I thought this could be cool. I don't know if it's right for me or not, but I have to at least try. You know, I listened to your interview with Tony Robbins and uh, guys absolutely go ahead and check out, um, on that interview as well. And you mentioned that your mom was listening to Tony Robbins tapes when, uh, when you were like six, if I remember correctly. Right. Uh, trying to think about the age, but yeah, I mean, Somewhere when, around that. no, I don't know. You could be right. If I said that, that might be it. Uh, but yeah, when I was young, I mean, she was listening to the, she had the CD program. I remember waking up and she'd be kind of on the couch downstairs listening to Tony in her ear. Yeah. And I've got, I don't have it here. I pulled it out for the interview the uh the the book one of his books that was i think unleashed it was unshakable uh well that's his new one but yeah unleash the power within uh was his was his or unlimited mm -hmm. power was his first one and my mom had that and i have her copy of it and her name is signed in it and it was tony's book was one of the first books the first like adult books mm -hmm. that i read and so um, she never told me like, you need to go listen to this or read this, but I guess in seeing her interested in that kind of stuff, it rubbed off on me too. That's awesome. You know, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because guys, if you go to Evan's website and you see his description, uh, Evan built and sold his com his first company when he was 19, right? So when you see like stats like that or figures like that, it's, it can be very intimidating compared to people who are like more, um, you know, like, like in their forties and they just started a company like, Oh my God, this guy is a business whiz. But what most people fail to understand is that you actually started when you were very, very, very young in, in this uh, entrepreneurial path. Right. Um, what would you say to people who 
are, you know, who are like four or five years down the road and um, they're comparing to other people online? So I think comparison is good if you can use it as a kick forward, not down. Mm -hmm. I think people just kick themselves down. Mm. I think the kick is helpful. I think the kick in the butt is helpful to say, I need to, I need to get moving. I need to get going. But if it's just kicking yourself down to the ground, say, I suck. Look at what this person did. I'm the worst. I'm never going to get there. Then that's not helpful. But if it kicks you forward in an inspiring way, like if listening to, to Bogdan's podcast, like it's the thing that gets you fired up. Awesome. Like you don't have to compare yourself to him, but if it's an inspiration for you to move forward, that's great. So from, from a, a speaker perspective, I love young Les Brown. Uh, he's just pure fire in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, now I mean, I, like, I may never get to be young Les Brown level as a speaker. You gotta be hungry. You gotta be hungry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's great. I love it. Uh, and that inspires me in a positive way to, to, to move forward and be better. And so I think if you can find people who inspire you as a kick forward, not down, it helps. And what also really helps is understanding their journey. Cause I think people too often compare their beginning to somebody else's middle. Mm -hmm. so whoever mm -hmm. you love Les Brown mm -hmm. or whoever like he's done it for it's unfair if you're just getting as a start as a speaker it's unfair yeah. to compare yourself to Les Brown or Tony Robbins today it's just unfair it's their middle like mm -hmm. they've been doing it for decades you you would expect them to be way better than you but if, if you look at their beginning of how they started you probably are not that far away from what they were as well and so for anybody who watches my channel I've got 5,000 plus public videos but go back and watch the first ones it's, it's embarrassing. Like, I was really bad. Uh, the, my, my points, I think, were still good. But the way I delivered it, I was nervous. I was scared. I was anxious. I was can you watch? Like, can, can you find the strength to watch one of your early videos? I cannot. I, I personally cannot watch my first uh, videos. It's, they're out there. But like if, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it took me 350 videos before I wasn't embarrassed by myself. Mm -hmm. Embarrassed. Uh, and 700 until I inspired myself where I watched a video and like, huh, yeah, like I'm getting, like this guy. Yeah. I'm getting good. Yeah. This guy's got some, some, some knowledge there. I like that. That was a good fire, but 700 in right where most people will quit after two. Dude, uh, what inspired you to start a, uh, to start your YouTube channel? So I never thought I would be YouTube famous. That was never the model. And, and right. when I, like I've had my channel for almost 10 years 10 years, November 20. So you've been doing videos for 10 years, right? Since you were 28. I haven't had, I have, I had to look when I notice, video. notice my math skills, right? It's quality. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know when I made my first video, like at the beginning, I just, you just get the domain name, you just get the channel ID so nobody else can take it. Yeah. And then I wasn't as consistent. Like I do three videos a day on my YouTube channel. Mm. at the start I would make a video and then wait and then make it so it wasn't super consistent at the beginning most of the growth has happened in the past four years four years ago I had 7,000 subscribers and now yes. we're 1.6 million so it took six years to get the four you know 7,000 and then four years to get to 1.6 million um but I'm, I've been more consistent what inspired me was not to be YouTube famous but it was I wanted to one I was a visual learner and so I liked being able to learn from video and not mm -hmm. from, from reading books as much. Yeah. And so I, I wanted, I would watch like a, if you watch like an Elon Musk video, he's not the greatest speaker mm -hmm. and he gets asked a lot of questions that I don't care about mm -hmm. that don't help me in my business. And so you might watch four hours of Elon Musk to get mm -hmm. 15 minutes of greatness. Value. Yeah. 
So I thought, well, what if somebody just took the 15 minutes and put it into a video? I'm like, somebody should do that. Yeah. <laughs> typical entrepreneur, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that as opposed to uh, just complain about it. Uh, that and people were asking me questions because I'd sold my business at a young age and people were saying, well, how do I do this? And I have this question. How did you do this? And it was super flattering that people cared about my opinion, what I had to say. And I would much rather make a video response than type out a 40 minute email. Right. And I thought it could also help more people. Like I could put that video up, it helped that one person and maybe a hundred other people. Yeah, right? absolutely. So absolutely. it serves, but, but it was never the, it was never the dream or the, even the thought that I'd have over a million subscribers. That was, that's, that's crazy town. So what do you feel changed in your mindset or like from, what, what was the change when you shifted from 7,000 uh, subscribers to, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to take this seriously and I'm going to be super, super consistent. So I had already built and sold one business and I then I already built my website, which was getting a lot of traffic and we had big partnerships. So when I approached YouTube and started taking it seriously, it was always with a business mindset. I wanted to build a company once I took it seriously. Uh, it was, I'm a big believer that you, as you evolve as a person, you have to evolve your business. Your business mm -hmm. should always be a reflection of who you are. So, you know, if you start getting interested in a new hobby, then take your audience with you down that hobby. I think when you've had some success, that often becomes the, your past success becomes the change to future success. You don't change because, well, this is what got me here. And so I need, I feel forced to keep doing the same thing. And then you grow to hate that more and more and more and more. And so I was doing my website. I was having success, but I, I was growing less and less interested in having a web publishing business. And so I started experimenting and YouTube was one of those experiments and I just liked it more. And I did everything myself. I did the videos, the editing, the research on camera behind the, all of it. And I just, I liked it. I wasn't getting any results. It wasn't taking off, but I liked the process. And that's always a trigger for me. If you find yourself gravitating towards something and join the process, you have to go off and do more of it. Mm. And so I slowly started incorporating more and more and more time. As I made a little bit more, as I started making any money, I hired an editor part-time and that let me ramp up my production a lot. So I could just mm -hmm. be in front of the camera and not have to work with the editing. And, um, and then it, it wasn't just like an overnight shift. It was that gradual process. As I started liking it more, as I started making more money, I kept building up my team and then recognized this could be like a business. Actual business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. not just sharing some ideas. Like I could, I never thought I'd make money doing any of this stuff. When did you actually start to really, I wouldn't necessarily say monetize, but see the results from YouTube and feel like, you know what, this, this is a business. Um, what were you actually, where was the money coming from? If I may ask. So the two things that shifted for me, I think one was I had one video that finally took off. I did a video on, um, Chris Gardner, who, who is the guy from, um, pursuit of happiness. Have you seen Ooh, him? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, so he's the guy that it was based off of and it went from homeless to being a, a multimillionaire. And so I did a video on his story and that was the first video I did that hit a hundred thousand views. Mm -hmm. And at the time for me, a hundred thousand views was, Epic, you know, I might get 500 views on a video. And so like 100,000 views was crazy town. Uh, that and, and I was starting to get some speaking gigs and paid speaking gigs because I never thought I would make money as a speaker. Yeah. I thought entrepreneurs aren't going to hire me because entrepreneurs don't have money. Startup entrepreneurs, like we don't have money. You're not going to hire a speaker to come in and talk to your company. And 
so corporate might hire me, but what am I going to, I'm going to come in and tell their team to be entrepreneurs. Like so I never thought I'd make money, but then as I started, somebody hired me to go speak at an event, like, okay, that's cool. There's a business model behind this. And so I recognized my assumptions were wrong. Awesome. Yes. And this could be something. And all of the speaking gigs that I've gotten have been because of my YouTube channel. Awesome. So um, the reason why I was asking is there's a lot of misconception regarding, you know, uh, the YouTube model that you're going to get a lot of views and then you're going to get paid for ads, right? You're going to get like uh, paid by Google to run ads, which is okay, but it's not something that you necessarily want to uh, base your business on. I mean, I know small channels that are making a lot of, a lot of money uh, mm -hmm. on YouTube. Hey, sorry to interrupt the interview. I'll let you get back to it in a moment. Let me just ask you, do you want more financial freedom in your business so that you have time for the important things in your life? Would you like to level up your business and become a black belt in business success? Let me help you. I will personally take a look at your business and show you exactly how you can make it more profitable so that you enjoy more financial freedom and more time with your loved ones. Get in touch with me over social media. Links are in the description. Send me a message with the text business breakthrough and we will schedule an appointment and you will get a free coaching session where I teach you exactly how to make your business more profitable without putting in more hours. And this is going to be only for the first five people who get in touch with me this week. So check the description, get in touch with me on social media, send me a message with the text business breakthrough and let me help you take your business to the next level. Um, awesome. Awesome. So, um, guys, for everybody listening in, Evan did something super, super special. I never had a, a guest uh, send me such a cool video prior to um, our conversation. He was like, look, right. I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, don't worry about anything, you know, forget about you know, sending me fixed questions and stuff like that. Let's just, let's just have fun, but treat this as a, um, coaching session for you. So guys, um, maybe you're, you're going to hate me for this, but, uh, I'm going to take advantage of the time and pick, uh, Evan's brains. This is the best part. This is the best part. Here we go. I love it. <laughs> awesome. So, um, Evan, I found, I created this concept called personal development through martial arts, right? It's, um, it's a awesome. school over here in, uh, in Bucharest. I noticed, you know, just like you saw, like nobody's doing this for me, it was, um, the combination between you two, because I, I was passionate about it and I noticed that one was missing the other. Yeah. My biggest challenge is being super, super specific about who I help and what I do. I oftentimes get this uh, idea, you know, I love what you do, but nobody actually knows specifically and exactly what I do, right? So um, my challenge was basically selecting the people that I really want to help. Um, now I'm helping business owners find, um, you know, uh, more confidence, have more financial freedom and um, more free time, and, you know, by boosting their sales. So specifically business owners who want to raise their impact mm -hmm. and uh, want, you know, want both the, the money and also to have to be in time for dinner and spend time with their families. So my question is basically, how could I get, you know, that level of consistency that you got when you said, look, this is what's this is what, uh, what's going to happen with my YouTube channel. This is who I'm going to be in terms of YouTube. 
And uh, yeah, let's do it. How did you know who you, you were doing your videos for and um, what to talk about? So I think this is a trap that most entrepreneurs fall into. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, by doing mm. so as an example, uh, the top 10 series that is iconic on my channel, I didn't start until three years ago, I think. Mm. And, and the first one I did was, was Kanye West because a friend of mine was trashing Kanye West. And I said, Hey, you can, he's, he's done a lot of stupid things, but you can learn from him too. And here's 10 things you can learn from him. And it was kind of a response to my friend and that video took off. Okay, people like this, so I can do another one. But I yeah. thought once a week, maybe like 52 people a year. Okay, and then those people started requesting more, so we kept doing them, and now it's five times a week. Uh, even the, the people that we profiled, they were always entrepreneurs. Uh, and the first kind of non entrepreneur was Michael Jordan, even though Michael mm-hmm. Jordan is an entrepreneur, he's not known mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, yeah, he's a billionaire, but but he's known for his basketball. But in looking at what he did, a lot of his lessons are still applicable. If you're talking about teamwork, if you're talking about hard work, discipline, all that stuff still relates. I'm not going to show my video how to dunk like Jordan. That's not my channel. But you can learn a lot of lessons from him as an entrepreneur. And so that then opened the, the gates where we now we cover other athletes and musicians and like people who you wouldn't see as just hardcore business people. And so it's a constant evolution. I think the thing that I'm best at is as soon as I get an idea, I try it. Mm-hmm. I shorten the gap from idea to execution, idea to execution. Yeah. I just do it. And then you see, and not, not being so worried about it working out. I pay attention to how I feel doing it. Mm. So I just started a IG live show. It yeah. started this week and I booked a bunch of guests and every morning at 9am Eastern, I go live on my IG channel. It's very ghetto. Like I've got 24 people on my team now who help me with my business, but I do this all by myself and it's me and a cell phone and two chairs. And I just got a microphone today and that's it. And we set up and, yeah. and if, it, if I like it, if it's something that, that I end up enjoying and doing more of, like I'll build a team around it. We'll build a business model around it, become something, but you won't figure out if that's going to be a good model for you sitting on the couch, trying mm-hmm. to plan it. You just got to mm-hmm. get it there and start doing it. And so, you know, if you want to bring martial arts as a way to teach personal development, I love it. Then go out and start testing it and see, because you can win in every model. It's just not mm-hmm. every model works for you. Like, do you want to run classes where you go in and teach people in workshops how to do martial arts? Do you want to have your own studio and have people come for a weekly martial arts class and you're teaching them about personal development as well? Like all of it can work, mm-hmm. but not all of it's going to work for you. And you won't know by sitting and planning, you got to get out there and start doing. And so mm-hmm. I learned this because I made the mistake because I lost a $40 million deal in my first company because I was trying to be too perfect because I was trying to plan and I lost mm. a $40 million deal because I'm a perfectionist and I, I'm an over planner. And so I yeah. had to force myself to be, to do more, right? To do, to get out there and try and like, think, boom, think idea, think, go, 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 go. As soon as you get the idea, you go, you try it. And then you see, did I like it? Not did it work, but did I like it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I enjoy it? Was it fun? And if it was, then I go and do it again. I love that. I love that. I'm kind of at the opposite of uh, opposite side of the spectrum where I have an idea and I, I need to apply it immediately. But what that what that does basically it makes me become very uh, you know oh my god today he's talking about this and today he's talking about this so 
there's kind of a lack of consistency sometimes in um, in my message. And the people following the podcast can uh, can kind of confirm yeah. this. So to me, the challenge was actually having having to plan a bit more and having to stick to a structure. To uh... it, it depends. You can't prematurely optimize. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're doing, you can't optimize it. Yeah. Like at the beginning, if, and I think we go through these waves in life, everybody, like there'd be moments in your life where you are absolutely certain you're super focused. This is what I want to do. And you put the blinders on and you just run as fast as you can in that direction. And you're super focused. And then eventually, because you're human, you're going to grow tired of doing it exactly the same way. And then things open. So things open up again. You, you fall back down. You're like, I'm, I'm taking in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm taking, I'm trying everything, mm-hmm. but you can't optimize that. Like you can't pick the thing. If you're not certain, you can't pick it until you try, 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 and then go and find the thing that you want to go back to. So you can't, people prematurely optimize. They pick something too soon and it's the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, and has this happened to you? Like you, you feel that you, you really enjoy what you're doing. You feel it, like you love it, but you, you don't see results, right? Do you keep yeah. doing it? Or do you just also adjust and tweak until you do kind of see some kind of result? So it has, to, it has to be a combination of what you love and what there's a market for. Mm. It has to, that, that mix. It's important. If, mm-hmm. if you love doing it, but nobody else cares, you have a hobby. Yeah. And, and that can fill your soul. Great. Like you, you, love, you love making cards, but, but your artwork sucks, but it's still fun. Whatever. Great. Keep doing it. Uh, if you're only chasing the opportunity, like if somebody wants to start a podcast because podcasting is hot, like you're going to lose. You have to love interviewing people. Yeah. Right. You have to love recording stuff or you're going to lose. Like, you know how competitive a podcast is. Uh, And so it has to be that mix of what you love doing and what there's an audience for in terms of like quitting on something as long. The reason to quit is because you don't love it anymore. Mm -hmm. If you quit on something that you love doing just because you're not seeing results, but you love doing it, you will regret that. Like when Mm. you're 90, you're going to look back and say, I know I could have given it a little bit more and mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. You regret that. So as long as you love it, you have to find a way to keep going. If you lost interest, you don't like painting anymore. And I like, I, I, I turned my website over. Like my website had, had millions of views coming in constantly making lots of money. I just shut it down overnight. Mm-hmm. So I'll mm-hmm. walk away from it. It's like, if you stop loving doing interviews, walk away from podcasting and then go find the next thing that you want to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that was the mistake that I was doing in, in the beginning, you know, when I started teaching online. Um, I was focusing on people who were kind of at the beginning of their journeys, and I was trying to sell to uh, that crowd. You know, helping people out who don't have any money, who don't have any confidence, that's great, but building a business around that is not very smart, unfortunately. So, well, but I that's all I do. I mean, that's all I do. Mm. Who do I? You just have to go mass. You gotta go bigger. You have to have a wide audience. Like a thousand people who can't pay you is not gonna help you. That's not enough. You have to go millions. Mm. So you have to create a business model where you have millions of people. If you had a million people who had no money downloading every podcast, you'd be making money. A lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's that's a good point of view. Mm -hmm. All those all those models work. But maybe you don't want to build a massive brand. Maybe you want to be like the ninja who only has a hundred clients and they're all paying you a hundred k each a year and Mm -hmm. you're set. Every model can work. It's just, what's the one that's right for you? Mm, I love that. I love that. 
Awesome. Um, Evan, you mentioned that you're probably going to, or you were thinking of leaving YouTube and focusing more on Instagram. Where are you now in that sense? So I still love YouTube, but I know that I won't love YouTube forever. Mm. Whether that's uh, uh, in three months or tomorrow or in three years or 10 years. Uh, but what I, what I feel is a shift in myself and I'm liking Instagram more than I have ever before because of the functionality that you can build in that's not available on YouTube. Mm. Specifically on the, uh, the DMs, I love DMs because you can do video responses. Mm -hmm. I, I did video responses to people and it blows them away. Yeah, it's actually definitely. faster to do a video response and then to sit there typing something out, right? And when people see a video message, especially for, for someone like me who loves video more than, than typing, uh, typing. Mm -hmm. and, and most of the time I'm not like, people are worried about being fancy. I'm, I'm walking like outside with my hoodie on, freezing my face off and like, hey, thank you for the love, this construction noise behind. doesn't matter, it's awesome. Like, don't make it perfect. That's why the, the, the Instagram, the stories and the DMs are, are uh, amazing to build individual connections. And I love the live, how Instagram live, you can bring people into the chat. Yeah. Where, where YouTube, I go live once a week, but it's only text. So I can't actually dive deeper on their questions. But mm -hmm, with Instagram, mm -hmm. I can bring them in picture the picture and help them. So I love being able to connect with, I want to help people. I want to connect with entrepreneurs. I'm not attached to any platform. I love that. Like, mm -hmm. If Instagram then becomes, I think people get too attached to the way that they built their success. I built my success on the website. I didn't feel it anymore. So I moved to YouTube. Mm. At some point, I won't feel it anymore. And I'll move to something else. Maybe it's Instagram. But maybe it's, maybe it's hologram, Evan. Hologram, like shaking and telling you something. Or, or VR or something. Like Evan in your eyes. Like something, that, all that stuff is coming. And YouTube yeah. may not be the platform that ends up winning that stuff. Mm. So I want to connect with people. And whatever I, the best way to do that is, I'm going to be on that platform. I love that. I love that so much. Um, and you do Instagram lives every single day, even, in, uh, like, even during the weekends? Uh, I mean, I know we're tight on time, but weekends I don't. Weekends is, is family. Saturday... So I, have a di I do something different on every day of the week and then that repeats. But, mm -hmm. but Saturday is, is family time, not even that. like chore or admin mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. Like my wife's a foodie. So I find a, new, I find a new restaurant for us to go to every Saturday. I plan the whole day. Every Saturday is a surprise. She has no idea what's happening. Uh, Sunday is our family like admin day, shopping, yeah. cleaning up, building, whatever. Uh, just stuff that has to happen. But we make sure like Saturday we're not going shopping. Saturday, we're not cleaning up. Saturday is our time to be together. Mm -hmm. uh, so so I, if I'm on Instagram, it's because, uh, you know, my wife is in the bathroom or something uh, or, or I'm standing in line and I'm not with her. But right. there, I never go live on a, on a weekend typically um, because I'm, I'm, I'm with her. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you do need, you need, you do need that kind of time reserved. Um, Evan, what would be one question? Before you go, what would be one question... Um, that you'd like to ask um, our audience? Uh, I would love to know what is stopping you from taking Bogdan's advice mm. and moving forward on the stuff that he talks about. Like there's a hundred plus episodes that he's done and there's still some things in your life goals that you have that you haven't hit yet. And he's telling you all this stuff every week or every multiple times a week, but you haven't fully committed yet. And I want to know why. And I think that's great feedback. I mean, it's great feedback for me and hopefully for Bogdan as well. I love that. Thank you so much, Evan, for uh, booking.
time to spend uh, to spend with us, and uh, I'm wishing you all the best. And I can't wait for you to reach your full full goal of helping millions of entrepreneurs. Oh, I'm sorry, billions of entrepreneurs. That's the goal. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's been fun. Me too. Have a great day. You too, man. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And if you're ready for more financial freedom, for more time to spend with your loved ones or doing what you're really, really, really passionate about, send me a message over social media, connect with me, links are in the description, and I will give you a free business breakthrough session where I will show you exactly how you can make your business more profitable so that you live a happy and fulfilled life with your loved ones. I'll see you soon.